Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. Welcome everyone to our December uh, CXR Connects. Last one of the year, which I'm hoping uh, 2021 is more prosperous for all of us. Um, today's going to be a, a little bit of a different uh, you know, conversation. Um, the focus is going to be wellness in the workplace, um, but I don't have a lot prepared. Um, normally with CXR Connects, we give a lot of interesting um, data and statistics from our own research. Uh, this week, I'll be adding in others' research, um, you know, much larger organizations than ourselves uh, that specialize in this sort of field. Uh, but most importantly, um, I really want to hear from us. And I thought we can make this more of a communal conversation as opposed to simply just having uh, set facilitators. Uh, I think this year has been crazy for all of us. And um, what I want to challenge everyone on the call to do is to share uh, and ask questions. Um, a lot of you are joining uh, this call, I know, because you're hoping to get ideas. And some of you might already be doing a lot of good things with your teams that I'm hoping you can really share with other people, um, such as what are you doing to keep employees engaged or just check on their mental health or what is your organization doing? Do they offer any employee assistance programs, um, et cetera? I think we can all learn from one another on today's call and I'm excited to get started in doing so. All right, so I have a few slides um, before we get started. Um, just want to remind everyone that we have tons of great resources on our website. Um, we have a really robust exchange. We've been to the site today. You might notice a little bit of a fun gamification system we've added to the site. That's all I'm gonna say. I hope you go out and start playing with our exchanges and then you will definitely notice it. Um, also our benchmarking reports, we just added a uh, robust report around sourcing that we've been working uh, quite hard towards. So I uh, would love it if you guys can take a look at that. Um, and our 2021 calendar is getting posted on the web so you can check out all the upcoming events we have in 2021. And recording of this and all of our other CXR Connects uh, webcasts as well as all of our meetings are made available in our CXR library. All right, so I mentioned some of the exchanges. Um, as always, we like to remind you to, we can carry the conversation over in our exchange. Um, there are so many different types of exchange that you can join. In fact, we have 25. Uh, Chris, I think the best one for this conversation would be for us to go into the uh, CXR member and alumni. Uh, and perhaps we can post some resources in that after this call. So we don't have any exchanges dedicated towards wellness, but that doesn't mean that all these other great exchanges that we have are made are off limits. Uh, but I'd like to keep this conversation going in our alumni exchange. All right, so before we dive in, uh, I wanna start with a little bit of a fun exercise. Um, so Barb brought this attention, uh, this exercise to my attention and it came from Brene Brown. Um, and uh, it was one of the, it, Barb, can you put a little bit more context into uh, what she does with this? Exercise? Yeah, she, yeah. So I was, I was reading something from her. I actually listened to her podcast. I've read a couple of her books and, and of course seen her TED Talks. But um, she was talking about um, like a lot of us, the whole Zoom fatigue and how, you know, you'll start things out and you're waiting for everybody to get there. You're like, how are you doing? And everybody always says, oh, I'm fine. And she was like, I quickly realized that we weren't really answering that question, honestly. So now she said she starts all of her team meetings 
with this question. It's what two words describe how you are feeling today. And she said that makes a huge difference. Um, lets you know if there's somebody you need to follow up with. Sometimes it starts a different conversation, um, makes people feel not quite so alone. Um, she gave an example, um, you know, when she, when she brought up the, the question, she said, you know, for example, today I am feeling overwhelmed, but happy. And, you know, so they don't have to be like, you know, both so the same. It's really just a, a way to describe yourself. Two words, two words on how you're feeling today. So. As soon as I read it, I told Shannon, I'm like, I think this is actually uh, pretty insightful and pretty simple. Um, and then she was like, hey, fun, let's open up the meeting with it. So Shannon. <laughs> yeah, no, let's do that. Um, so we, if you participated in our CXR meetings this year that we've gone virtual with, um, we always start with a little bit of a check-in and networking session amongst uh, each other with coffee. Um, this time uh, you can bring a beverage of your choice. Um, like for instance, I have my tea right here and uh, we just all are going to uh, get to know each other by describing what words uh, describe us today. And please feel free to be honest. If you're overwhelmed, if you're sad, if you're happy, uh, let us know there is no right or wrong answer. Um, we just want to start this exercise in hopes that you might uh, carry it over with your teams if you like it as well. Yeah, so I'll give you guys five minutes. I just threw you on the small breakout room so you could get some conversations started. Thanks, Barb. You bet. Everyone uh, enjoyed that exercise. Um, I will say, um, at least I, I think for me in uh, what I did a lot of research in is that uh, I think a lot of us are, are overwhelmed, um, not only with the whole pandemic and our change in schedules, but um, I, I think the majority of us have seen a huge increase in work. And that's exactly what uh, the research that I want to share with you kind of showed. Um, and so here are some interesting statistics and some takeaways that I wanted to briefly share. Um, and I have some notes I jotted down as well. Um, and also then I want to get into a group discussion for the remainder of uh, this call. Um, first off, uh, I took a look at the mental health index report. Uh, and I can include a link in the chat as soon as I stop presenting. Uh, but what they do is every month, and they're about two months behind. Um, so next month, uh, November will come out. So this are the results from um, October is they measure um, the mental health uh, amongst the workforce. Um, and I thought this was rather interesting. Um, obviously, April was the most pressing time uh, for a lot of people in the workforce, um, but October isn't that much better. Um, and so basically bottom line is work has become more difficult uh, for all of us. Um, a lot of the stress and triggers that they talked about has a lot to do with uh, the upper management level um, and also uh, amongst uh, diverse individuals. Um, and so this takes a look at everything and here are some of the statistics that I thought was interesting. Um, according to uh, employees, 80% believe that their employers are handling their health and safety well which I thought was interesting because um, I saw another article uh, quoted MetLife in this. Um, actually, I believe it was a study from Gartner that quoted MetLife that 41% uh, um, said that employers are falling short. So there's a little bit of disconnect um, with these two different surveys, um, but you can kind of see that there's some room of improvement still. 43% um, um, relate their stress to workload. That same 43% um, said that they need some sort of mental health support. Uh, the biggest challenge right now was uh, in terms of financial health um, and financial state, uh, sustainability. 
Um, 37% are experiencing some sort of burnout, um, especially uh, at the end of the workday. And 32% um, find it very difficult to find motivation to complete their work. Um, so Shannon, I just a question for you. Do you think that some of this is because most of the uh, people that are working from home full-time now are not used to working from home and thus they're not turning it off. So they're working more than they would if they went into an office and left an office. Whereas I'm like, this room is the office and when it's not office time, I'll come in here, I'll come here. <laughs> I think, I think a lot of it, Melissa, has to do, um, according to the article, um, and I, I probably read about 15 different reports um, to prepare for this call, a lot of it has to do with kids at home, um, the change in schedules, and the fact that they lost their social connections amongst their, their colleagues. Um, and I think, yeah, for me, I'm someone... Um, I hear you, Melissa, because when I leave my office, I've been working from home for 10 years, I'm done. Um, but at the same point, I'm used to traveling. I'm used to being able to have a drink and stay up late with Jerry and Chris and Bard and, and all the fun stuff that we used to do on the road. And I didn't realize how important that was yeah. until we took it away. Um, and I think when I saw the 32% lack motivation, that's immediately where my mind went as well, is you're working from home, you're away from your colleagues, and it was that laziness factor um, that has kind of uh, taken in a little bit. Um, and it is more hard, I think, for myself to uh, find the motivation, um, me being a new mom um, and hearing my son just down the hall. Yeah, um, I'll, I just, I'll, I'll chime in real quick, too, because to Melissa's point, I think one of the things I first learned when I moved from, you know, being corporate to full time at home was the loss of, and this is obviously this is years ago, but was the loss of my commute time to decompress before my family time. Right. So you had work. And then maybe a 30 minute drive to just kind of process or listen to an audible book or do whatever. And by the time you walk in the door at home, you've kind of decompressed. And what we're hearing in a couple of these conversations, uh, Melissa, is that people who have lost that are working right until the time they step out of their room uh, or out of, off their kitchen table or whatever. And that's impacting their home satisfaction levels and mental state and relationships because that decompression is gone. And I think that's a big contributor to a lot of that too. Shannon, you might be getting into that. Sorry, I might, I may have jumped ahead, but that was a big one for me to adjust to. And that I think a yeah. lot of that were just immediately forced to work from home and lose that may not realize that's, that's a player. Yeah, absolutely. Chris, I couldn't agree with that more. Um, and, and I want to, uh, before we get into the recommendations, I also want to go over, um, according to a McKinsey study, the hardest groups impacted, um, amongst, uh, the pandemic so far has been women. Um, we're actually going to be talking about this a lot further, and we've put some headlines out there um, with our Women in Talent meeting. Um, also, working parents, um, the LGBTQ plus community, and people of color. Um, and the three biggest areas that they're struggling in right now is uh, mental health, uh, household responsibilities, and workload increases. Um, for the LGBTQ plus, um, they have a fear of isolation. Um, being that they, they don't have that sense of camaraderie amongst the workforce. Um, so that's really impacted that community. Um, and uh, up to 75% have actually said, now this is the report I gave you was numbers from October, but 75% since the pandemic has started um, have been burnt out at some point or another. Um, and also this I thought was interesting. Um, 
JLL, and I want to talk to this uh, if you're, um, if Bill is on from Lockheed, 74% um, support a four uh, day work week. And that's one of the um, things I want to get into next. Um, some of the recommendations, this is why I want to put the slide there that uh, the study said, and I kind of collaborated right here, um, was to talk about burnout with your employees, um, to mention it, talk about, you know, that it is very real. It happens to all of us. Um, and the more you talk about it, the more you communicate, um, you know, that helps uh, subside that and bring attention to them so they can be more aware of when they are getting close to it. Um, also, flexibility at work is a strategy that has been most uh, helpful to productivity and reduction in burnout. Ironically, um, the majority of people surveyed felt the, the biggest benefit from working at home has been flexibility. Um, and also reinforce the need to reach out to professional support, um, offer resources if you have an employee assistant program, um, remind employees of financial consultation programs. And also, um, this was rather interesting, um, I, there's several articles out there that are talking about how much people are investing in financial training and resources for their employees, um, which I thought was uh, a rather interesting uh, recommendation. Um, so I, I wanna come together now. Um, we have about 35 minutes left on this call and uh, uh, I don't see Bill on. So I will start with uh, Lockheed Martin. Um, I talked to Bill about this yesterday and a couple of their employees. Um, they did a pilot with a four day work week and it worked really, really well. And starting in 2021, they are doing a four-day work week, which means 10-hour work days, and they'll be off every Friday, um, which is good for us. To mental note, no meetings on those days. Um, however, uh, they are offering Fridays. Um, you do have the option to work. For example, if you want to use Friday to catch up, um, if you didn't get enough work done during the week for some reason, if you want to maintain a five-hour work week, um, or if you um, simply you know, want to use that day and replace it with another one. However, there aren't going to have any like major meetings or any company-wide initiatives or recognized that day as a work week. Um, so I guess that's uh, just kind of thinking of it as a Saturday or Sunday. Um, so that was something that Lockheed Martin is implementing in 2021. I is, thought that was a, a rather interesting idea. Is anybody else doing anything like that? Lynn? Uh, yeah, we instituted a no meeting Friday. And it was kind of with that same idea that you could take a breath, work on whatever you need to take care of, no meetings. And it's, it's been very popular. So um, at Nielsen, they put in what we call a take back time challenge. And so what you do is you pick a day every week where you block two hours and you actually call it your take back time. And that's time where you don't respond, you don't take any meetings. Um, most of the rest of HR is doing Tuesday. I don't know what the magic is of Tuesday. The talent acquisition team is taking Friday afternoons and the recruiters are really using it to catch up on, you know, candidate experience things and get prepared for the next week. But that's kind of one of the things we're doing. Melissa, do they just block off the time in their calendar? Yeah. Yeah. And you make it public so that other people know this is your take back time. Don't invite me to a meeting during this time. I'll just decline. I, like that. I, I started, uh, I'm retired on Monday, some time ago, <laughs> but I haven't been able to do it as much as I like. It's <laughs> not for lack of his support system. Can we just say that? It's not for lack of his support system. Right. Uh, 
Yeah. So um, I would love to hear from everyone on this call of, um, you know, first off, feel free to ask as many questions as you want uh, during this. And also, um, I would like us to all share uh, what everyone is doing with their teams or what their company is doing to um, basically increase wellness in the workplace, whether that be physical or mental health. So when Shannon and I connected earlier this week, I sent her um, the Thrive Global quiz uh, that they partnered with Salesforce to create. And it gives you a score around things like um, rest and reflection. And so one of the reasons why I'm exhausted and tired is I'm just not sleeping well. I, I'll have a night where I get eight hours of sleep and then I'll get four hours and 10 minutes and I can't go back to sleep. So, um, my whole team took the Thrive Challenge and now we're challenging each other to, to start things that will, that are little micro steps to improve whether it's sleep or working out or eating or focus at work. And this challenge actually includes information on how you can think about those micro steps. So that's something that, that we're doing at Nielsen on my team. Yeah, let me share that link too, because I like this quiz. All right, I put the link in the chat. Is it, I wonder if anybody's do it. So I made a joke about it in the beginning because uh, we have a thread in one of the exchanges about you know what are you doing to to you know try to keep your sanity from a physical and mental space, and we've been talking about working out, right? And some people have said they're on their pelotons and. Um, Grant and I are going to be uh, tonal brothers here pretty soon. Pretty excited about that. Yay, Grant. Uh, but I'm just wondering, like, is anybody else sort of doing a similar challenge like Melissa did where they, they issue some sort of wellness challenge? Uh, so not just around sleep or quit, but just like, like where your, your colleagues and teams are keeping each other accountable, not just where you're tasking uh, them to take better care of themselves. Anybody got a program like that? Yeah. yeah. Dell oh, actually has been doing steps challenges. Um, and we and we've, we've been doing it within our teams and being and then you can also do your step challenges are you know your numbers and your stats are going against other teams within Dell so making it kind of a fun competitive um, you know thing for us to be doing right now is it a Jennifer is it a formally uh, introduced thing or is it something that just kind of organically took off with with your colleagues yeah, it's actually a formal program that we do every year, um, but obviously this year doing it more virtually. Um, Meg, is there another, I know you're in a couple of them. Is there, there's the formal program, but then also there's another group too, right? That yeah, kind of form so, themselves. Yeah, so there's, um, as part of our, our wellness site, actually, um, we all have different team member profiles and you can challenge team members like, Hey, colleague, I want to I want to challenge you to a step off this week, um, or it could be as as short as a one day step off. So if you know you you've got a day where you're going to be back to back meetings and need that friendly nudge to get up and take a take a lap in between calls, um, that's a really great way to do it. And then we also have some just organic team member um, kind of challenges where you know if you have a smart device, you can certainly you know take a screenshot and send that. But we also go by the honor system. So if you say that you took four laps around the parking lot or something like that, um, you can still participate and and be counted that way. Well, Carissa, you said you said I had something. Oh yeah, Edward Jones is the same thing. I wonder if it's a similar system, but we go, I don't know if you've heard of Virgin Pulse, if that's what you use, but that's the software system we use. It's the yeah. same concept, but 
we have challenges and you actually can win um, money towards your premium, your medical premium. And so, or just money towards gift cards. I just want a $40 Amazon Prime gift card. So there's incentives, you know, more than just, you know, collaborating with your teams, which is great, but there's also little prizes, which is really fun. So they'll do, um, you know, steps, just like you, you guys said, and uh, they'll even do things like health wise, like, are you counting, you'll have um, different apps that you can connect to the software. I don't know if you've heard of my fitness pal, where you count your calories and you look, watch after what you're eating, but it incorporates not only mental well-being, but also your healthy eating and your physical well-being. They have yoga sessions and meditations on there. It's really nice. I love it. And the more you participate, the more you get prizes. So cool. Yeah. We actually, Chris, have a uh implemented a fitness and health uh, employer resource group as well. Yeah, nice. good. Grant, what kind of resources are they offering? Is it just, uh, you know, are they just sharing resources to the employees or are they also, yeah. they good, good. Place to go to them? Yeah, good question. So it's a, it's a typical employee resource group. Um, so uh, a, a, an opt-in group of people who, you know, much like uh, um, we also have women in the workforce, work group. We have a, you know, any one of those, but we have one specifically for people who need and want kind of peer support within fitness. But we all also have one of those apps kind of private label that you can connect with and we have challenges and, and you know, health and recipes and those kind of things. And then when the pandemic started, we, um, we have a fitness facility on site and obviously people can't use that right now. So we, um, added, a, we pay basically for everybody to get a premium version of Bolt, which is another one of those apps that allows you to, um, which gives you workouts and um, will track your, it's kind of like, I used it and I didn't like it to be honest with you, but there's some, there are several other ones like that too, where I mean, you could download it, it would teach you, tell you what, you know, use AI to tell you how much to lift, when to, what, to, what exercises to do, that kind of thing, so. Fun. A question just for, for folks like, so our team, a lot of the people have always been remote. So this level of engagement with them is very different than, than what historically they just have been working from home. And so how is, how are y'all balancing like all of what we might be feeling as far as kind of the overwhelming and just, this is very different with like, I've been doing this for about a decade now and I'm not that. So like, how does that kind of mixed message resonate or like where do y'all see that that's such a good question so that's how we are at edward jones too and i've been working remote since working remote was the thing to do but we'll have um captains who will go out and it'll be like little support groups so if anyone has questions or needs support or you know how to do this and this or how do you time manage we as team captains are there to support them and that's what we do I really like that idea because none of us really get coached on how to be remote, let alone how to be face-to-face. -face. Um, and all of that probably makes really good sense um, as, you, as you develop coming into a professional environment. And so uh, to, to tap into some of the folks in your company who have been remote and been through a few of those landmines of things to do, things not to do, things to watch out for for yourself and how to how to do workarounds would be, I think, an extraordinary um, support system 
uh, within your organization that devote that develops a little bit more community among the folks uh, that don't have those those access to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Chris, I find so at EY, you know, a lot of my team, my TA team has been like, like me, like you, you know, are used to being remote or more used to the, to a remote or a virtual setup. But a lot of the benefits, so a lot of what EY did was convert existing benefits into ones that are more remote friendly so that we're reaping the benefit. Like, so we always had, um, you know, gym membership, but now it's also virtual gym membership. We always had like, you know, challenges or fitness challenges. Now we have an app where you can reach out and just challenge one group to another versus just, you know, a random, everyone join this national challenge type of thing. So I, I find it's gotten more virtual and remote friendly than it used to be. I mean, because like so many other things because of COVID, but I think it was a long time, you know, kind of coming or in the making anyway. So, so that's, that's been a real, a real benefit. And then, and then we've invested in some other newer things like, uh, you know, apps and resources around sleep, uh, mental wellness, uh, meditation, some others. So, um, and then the last thing I just think, you know, Shannon, that, that, that we had, you know, asked me about, there's one thing that we're tapping into the EY population. So we have a, more than I would have imagined, yoga instructors and Sherpas and, I mean, like, aerobic and like it's unbelievable peloton captains that are, i don't know where they're finding the time to do this so there you go. kudos to them for coming out and uh saying they can make this work with their ey work um but but we're actually featuring them you know in different venues so it's, uh, one one practice has a once a week where it's a guest trainer you know whatever meditation leader etc and they're almost all ey people like fully trained and licensed and all that so that's kind of neat wow yeah yeah it's neat Dan, I was going to add to that. We at Gartner have had something similar with meditation sessions. There was actually one at noon today, yoga sessions. And on a smaller scale, Eric and I have taken our team of 10, which are mostly 20 somethings who are used to that social engagement in an office. You know, some have worked from home, some are in an office. And we've spent more time on um, just team building sessions. Like one was, share your favorite Amazon purchase <laughs> and everyone was sharing all the, the fun things that they've purchased during COVID. Um, Eric's on the call, Eric, what are other things we've like recipe sharing, um, just opportunities for the team to come together and say, gosh, I'm happy today or gosh, I'm really sad today and share and talk to one another. And I think that's supported mental health. I'm curious too, um, you know, is anyone doing anything or their company is doing something to help uh, with childcare or the fact that, you know, um, even those of us who are remote uh, or been working remote now have kids at home because um, they're remote too. I'm just curious to hear how that change in dynamics have taken place. And we, um, we already had some existing caregiving benefits. Um, we, we get two weeks of uh, paid giving, caregiving leave every single year. Um, we also already had paid child backup child care, which you get 200 hours of, it's like $2 an hour for copay um, child care. We actually extended that from not only just backup child care to backup care just in general. So if you have a, a uh, you know an older individual that you're caregiving for or um, someone who isn't necessarily 
by your definition, a, a child, we really kind of extended that to, to you know, grandchild, whoever, whoever might be able to utilize that. We, we, you know, similar, like the childcare, we extended some more childcare and, 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 you know, we had a lot of emergency care, we had some regular care that we added, but another thing which was really great, there's a organization called Girls with Impact. And it's a, it's a, it's a, what they do is they foster entrepreneurship in, in, in girls, typically high school and below, and, and with a focus on grammar school on things like being a business person, how to start a business, what that looks like, et cetera. And so we offer that, we subsidize that and offer that to all of our EY employees. You know, the normal cost of like a, a five week virtual se session would be X. Now it was like half that price. And we offered it to any of our EY friends and any of their connections. So I actually had a couple wow. of people in my, in my town that took advantage of it. And it was good for everyone because they, they got more signups than they normally would, but it was something to give, at least my, my daughter went through it and she had twice a week, she had two hour sessions with like, real business owners and entrepreneurs that have, it, she, she was so wowed by it. And it was one, one less, uh, two less hours on video games, which was always a plus. Right. And Dan, what was that called? Girls with, Girls with Impact. Yeah, it was really great. Um, Shannon, I'd like to share a little bit about what Marsha McLennan was doing in, with the initial kickoff of all this COVID stuff and working remotely, one of the things we wanted to do was get people comfortable with being on a video call. And so we sent out a very quick, you know, learning of here's the tips and tricks on how to use Zoom and all that sort of thing. One of the rules that we instated was don't apologize for your children interrupting. Just don't. <laughs> it's, you know, we all bought it, you know, we all got into this, you know, involuntarily. So don't ever apologize for your kids. And, and, pets, and I, I have one who bugs me all the time on meetings. Um, the other thing that I that we did that I think was really impactful is we, we made a video where um, one of our marketing um, ladies did uh, interviews of people, and they were all remote, but she did interviews of people at all different levels in the, in the corporation in all different countries. And she started it with, how are you? And then each of them went into a little explanation of what was going on, how did it impact them? You know, I'm going crazy because of my kids or whatever it was. And, and it was a really compelling video because you got kind of caught up in the emotions of other people saying, well, I've, I've lost friends, you know, and, and things like that. And so that video, by the time she, you know, wrapped it up, we're all, you know, doing a little of that. But she said, that's what, how are you is supposed to invoke from you. Yeah. And then the other thing we did to kind of help everybody get familiar with Zooms again was we had a talent show and we invited people to come and perform. So we had a guy who was doing magic tricks. We had um, another guy who played the cello for us. We had a pianist play. Um, we had little kids doing magic tricks. We kind of opened it up and we let the TA folks invite people in their businesses too that they represent so that the businesses got to see some of this too. So our, our guided meditation turned into a company-wide thing. The, the uh, yoga is really funny because you'd look at yoga and you'd look on the screen and you'd see all these little kids in the background doing the yoga with their moms or dads. And uh, so that was, that was really cool as well. I love that. Hey, Shannon and, and group, uh, Davida, I think the thing that made me really proud, we have a disproportionate number of our teammates um, actually are caregivers and our frontline workers. And so everything kind of like the leadership thought about was how, 
how to make it equitable across the organization. And I think the thing that really stood out for me was they gave everyone free premium access to Headspace in the app and, and talked about using it. And then we've been having since the beginning of pandemic weekly, all company calls um, and really normalized talking about mental mental health and the resources, like both the resources that Davida is giving and like what they could get in their communities and encouraging teammates to share their stories. And then our CEO and other senior leaders re-encouraging like to talk about it. And I think it's really changed the dynamic and just sharing that, you know, in addition to work, like life is so different and it's okay to say you're not okay. Um, it's been it's been super cool, and then I highly recommend the the Headspace app too. Kelly, earlier in the year, before the um, before the pandemic actually started, meditation was one of the things I identified that would be potentially helpful for me. And with my team, what I started doing was even back when when we had conference meetings in conference rooms, which seems like forever ago, what I would do is actually add um, ref, uh, um, you know personal reflection or, or or quiet time at the last item on the agenda. And then whatever balance we had at the end of the meeting, I would actually go ahead and drop a headspace guided meditation on and whoever wanted to stay would be able to just stay. We would turn the lights off and actually end our meetings with that. And it was nice because I found that by doing that, we were actually making time. We were scheduling and making time and people tended not to run over on the meetings because a lot of people got really excited about doing that. Yeah, that's, I like that. That's my favorite part about yoga classes at the end of it when you get that downtime and you get a little nap in. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the Headspace app. I've used it for years. It's wonderful. All right, I have to look into that one. So I have a, a question for the group too, because um, I hear this from everyone, including some of you on this call. Um, how do you respond to the question? Uh, and, Melissa's kind of already answered it. Um, but how do you respond to the question that, you know, I just can't do one more Zoom meeting, or I just can't do one more video meeting? Um, you know, what is your response to your employees when they come to you with that? Yeah, we've started doing some walking meetings. Oh. Nice. Let's just both go for a walk. So. That. That's something that we used to do, and I just, I put my finger on why that stopped as soon as people went into their houses. Right. Sitting at a much less comfortable chair and just can't walk outside anymore. Like I, I that's such a great idea just to go back to that. We used to do walking meetings on campus and walk outside and we, we had a nice campus with trees and by the lake. And so it's just a very nice place to go. Yeah. And here it just seems like I can't get away from my desk. <laughs> Something that, um, I'll do with team members is I'll say like no video on the call or yes video so that you can mentally prepare yourself either way <laughs> if, uh, if that's going to be part of the conversation. And then also um, actually taking five minutes off of the meeting time. So doing 25 minutes instead of 30 or maybe you know 50 minutes instead of a full hour. Um, I think mentally for a lot of us, there's such a big difference between a 60 minute time commitment and maybe a 50 or 55 minute. Um, so I think that's, that's been really helpful, especially when you're feeling that I, I just can't go on kind of, uh, kind of feeling. I love that. I, I don't think I've heard of anybody doing that where they just notate whether it's video, no video, but I think Meg, that's really smart. 
Well, one like person I worked of... with uh, that, that I don't work with regularly, but I, I was called me and a bunch of their regular teammates to a meeting. It was an hour and then said, this is one of those meetings. You get an hour back. So scheduling a meeting for his team and then says, oh. no, I thought, I'm sure you've had enough Zoom. I did this to book an hour where you can do whatever the heck you want right now, whether that's answering your emails or going for a walk. I was like, what? That was, I thought that was amazing. Yeah. That's a cool like gift. That. Yeah. I mean, you can't do it all the time, but especially that first time that you do it. And and I, I thought, now I have to be careful in a global role because some people will stay up till midnight to jump on a call at like five in the morning. But, but for my, my America's team, it's it's uh, it's a godsend. Gee, thanks for giving me 11 p.m. to midnight back. Yeah, right. yeah. Exactly. You get to go to sleep. That's right. Yeah. Oh, man. That's great. I wonder if we're going to have time to see um, Dan's sweater light up before, you know, the call is over. Him yes. light up. Dan. Okay, if anyone has to drop early, let me get this going here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's R2-D2 at his finest. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, yeah, okay. That's awesome. That is awesome. So, so I, I know we are coming up, uh, and Chan's going to wrap us up here in a, in a couple of minutes, but is there, nobody's shared anything terribly proprietary. Is there any objection uh, to us making this particular connects call open to the general public you know normally we keep these locked up and they're secured in membership uh, but is there any is anybody have any feelings one way or the other about us opening this up so that you know we can kind of share up to the broader audience of what what companies and folks are doing to help their employees stay healthy I'm trying to think what did I say <laughs> we'll edit out anything anything terrible Melissa <laughs> okay thanks. Gary, that's a great hat. I just wanted Dan to feel more comfortable. <laughs> I like how Jerry has hats for everything. Love it. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Not to be outdone, you know, they're finally decent this year. Go oh, Bills. You know, it's 2020 when the Bills and the Browns are having a good year. It's all I got to say. And I can't go. And I can't go see him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that space is not uh, a problem. Right. No, uh, we should definitely have uh, made it more festive for this call. Absolutely love it. Yay, Kelly's got one too. <laughs> I think you got the same uh, little Christmas tree hat. That's so good. Uh, well, um, I just want to check in to see if there's anything else or any questions that, that you have or, you know, any statements that you want to echo from some of your employees, such as Zoom fatigue or anything else uh, that you want to present back to the call. Right. I think for us, just the biggest one that we really didn't touch on today, but just is such an impactful thing is the, the virtual school at home you know, depending upon whether you're a few days a week, fully virtual, you know, it just, it really is, it's a challenge in really establishing flow throughout the day and then kind of getting back on track as soon as you're done with that to then actually start your work day whenever that may be at 11 o'clock in the morning or two or, you know, at different times in there. And so I know for us just personally, like we're just, we're exhausted by the time we finish doing that. And then we're just getting started to go into, you know, project work and, zoom calls and stuff like that so i haven't solved that one it's still a it's still just kind of a big weighty thing that we're yeah. working through I know and that's for, for a lot of our teams yeah i'd say to add on to that too i mean my group has been very very fortunate um myself included we have had a, like a rash of 
of brand new babies throughout the pandemic. And so there are some people who are transitioning sort of some of their responsibilities through this as well too. And, um, you know, I don't think there was a playbook necessarily for us. Um, and I have a baby home from daycare right now, right? But um, I had a direct report who had a baby back in May. And so was able to kind of learn some things from him. Um, but we were also able, because of the pandemic, to do some things like bring an attempt to take care of his day-to-day -day work, allow him to extend his parental leave a little bit by finding project work that we wanted to get done anyway, so that he could work that kind of in an asynchronous way around his, um, you know, whatever it is that he was doing, if you could find four hours in the middle of the night, give him something that he could do and eat in chunks that didn't require him to be there. And we were able to really kind of extend some of his parental leave by doing that. So I think that was actually, you know, there's been some benefits as well. That's amazing. Um, Southwest Airlines, um, I know they're not a member, but they did the same thing with uh, my husband. Uh, we had our baby March 13th, um, right when the pandemic began um, officially. So um, they were able to, he was able to take extended leave, which transitioned into, into paid time off. Um, so that was very, very helpful for us, especially financially, because we spent 43 days in the NICU and that was not cheap. <laughs> so Good stuff. Great stuff. Uh, well, I just want to remind everyone, uh, we do have a meeting uh, next week. We have uh, our expertise tomorrow with uh, Frida Pauly. We're talking about the new SEC guidelines. Uh, next one, which is unofficially our last CXR uh, get together of the year. And then we are kicking it off uh, right in 2021 with our women in talent meeting where we're going to be focusing on the gender recession and also looking at um, why and how uh, women are leaving uh, the rate of the workforce that they are right now. Um, and so uh, you can start signing up for those 2021 meetings um, and uh, of course, play around the exchanges and see if you guys can notice a, a little bit of a new addition we added. Um, I appreciate everyone on this call. Thank you so much. Uh, for making it uh, such a great year. And thank you so much for adding um, to the overall wellness um, of this uh, webinar. Well, thank you so much again. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, team. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time.